This is the Colonial Department's Extra Credit, a bonus show that provides some nugget-sized tidbits of Philippine colonial history. It's based on the most recent episode, so if you haven't yet, check out Season 4, Episode 5, Shadow of the Fatherland, then hop on back here for some extra credit. Over the past couple of years, there's been a movie and a documentary series about how the Philippine government offered shelter to a thousand Jews fleeing the persecution of Nazi Germany. One of my earlier episodes back in season one was also about the Manilaners, which is what the Jewish refugees call themselves. It's a tale that can't be told enough, a vital part of our history that we should keep passing on. For the most recent episode, I wanted to turn the tables around and find out how big an influence the German Nazi party had over the Philippines. As we all know, the Philippines was conquered by Japan, but this doesn't mean that their Axis ally from Europe wasn't also keeping an eye on our country. Of course, I wasn't able to discuss everything I had written down in my notes. Here are some more interesting tidbits about the experiences of Jews in the Philippines that I had to leave on the cutting room floor. One, as the refugees trickled in from Germany, some Filipinos felt that Jewish immigrants were stealing their jobs. In 1939, nine Jewish doctors took the medical examinations in Manila to get a license to practice their profession. Pedro Hill, who was both a doctor and a legislator, filed a suit to prevent the medical board from releasing their examination results. He accused the board of exceeding its authority. He said that it had no right to license the Jewish doctors, even if some of them had graduated from some of the best medical schools in Germany and Austria, because the Jews were neither Philippine nor American citizens. 2. Around 40 Jewish refugees were housed in a farm compound called Marikina Hall. President Manuel L. Quezon had donated three hectares of his own land for the place. Inside, each refugee was given an allowance of 66 centavos a day, much less than the one peso a day minimum wage that Cavite farmers, for example, were earning during that year. The cook of the place had to stretch the budget by feeding them carabao meat. 3. De La Salle College along Taft Avenue became the school of choice for many Jewish boys from the refugee community, while St. Scholastica College was attended by many Jewish girls. Because both schools were run by Catholic religious orders, the Jewish students were expected to attend even the religion classes. Even if teachers assured the parents that their kids wouldn't be graded in the class, some teachers gave them a failing grade because the Jews refused to study catechism. And of course, when a Jewish boy won a spelling bee at school, they went home with a popular prize of the day, a wooden rosary. These and many other anecdotes could be found in the excellent book Escape to Manila from Nazi Tyranny to Japanese Terror, which was written by a Manilaner who arrived in Manila as a young boy. An ebook copy is available on Amazon for around $17. Here's a quote from the book about the harrowing destruction of their synagogue during the Battle of Manila. Just three blocks south of the hospital, the Japanese committed an act of desecration that brought back the terror of the Kristallnacht seven years earlier. During the night of February 11-12, Japanese naval troops set Temple Emil afire. 
the large diameter rockets that had been stored in the temple had been taken to defense positions in the city, but the munitions that were left helped ignite the flames into a roaring inferno. The beautiful dark Philippine mahogany Aron Hakodesh, the Ark of the Covenant, was empty of the five Torah scrolls. They had been given to various Jewish families for safekeeping back in October 1944, but the extensive mahogany wall facings, the raised bima, and the benches that had been shoved to the sides were consumed that night. All that remained of the synagogue was a smoking ruin. And that's it. I hope you learned something new today. And as always, check back next week for a new episode of the Colonial Department.